Welcome to the St. Andrew's Sunday Morning Sermon Podcast. You can connect with us online at www.gosaintandrew.com. It was a dark time. In 605 BCE, after a decisive victory over the Egyptians, the Babylonian Empire came to power. Just a few short years later, in 598 BC, the Babylonians sacked the holy city of Jerusalem, and according to 2 Kings chapter 24, verse 16, the king of Babylon brought captive to Babylon all the men of valor, 7,000, the artisans and smiths, 1,000, all of them strong and fit for war. Finally, about 10 years later, in a siege that lasted two full years, the great Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar leveled the cities of Judah and burned Jerusalem to the ground, exiling the rest of its leading citizens. Among the initial wave of 8,000 Babylonian exiles was the son of a priest, Ezekiel, whose proper Hebrew name means God strengthens this child. One day, at about the age of 30, the young man sat on the edge of the Kabar Canal outside the refugee settlement of Tel Abib and received a magnificent vision from God. Thus began the amazing, oftentimes dramatic, two-decade prophetic ministry of Ezekiel. Included among the major prophets of Jeremiah and Isaiah, the book of Ezekiel presents in two parts. Chapters 1 through 24 contain warnings and oracles of judgment against Israel and the surrounding nations. Chapters 25 through 48 take a turn and contain oracles of salvation on behalf of Israel and words of hope and restoration. As we shall hear in the oracle within chapter 37 this morning, the prophet stresses God as a life giver and above all as king of Israel. There is a promise that God will purify the land and bring the people back from exile. Let us hear now the words of the prophet to his people in exile and to all of us. Today's reading is from Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14, from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, 
prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act says the Lord. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Thank you so much for spending the summer with us, walking through the peace prayer. Whether you've been at home, in the mountains, at the beach, or here in our sanctuary, we've appreciated you taking this journey with us. The other day, someone called watching the service from home, home church. Home church is a thing, churches that meet in people's homes. We could never have predicted over a year ago that so many of you would be worshiping with us from home your home church. For the last 11 weeks, we've taken a deep dive into the peace prayer that has been attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. Now here we are at the end, the last line. And I wonder, what will we take from this prayer, this 11 weeks, this sermon series? Will you remember any of it? Will you pray this prayer going forward? What will come of this time that we have taken as a community to learn this prayer? My hope is that it's helped your summer be more thoughtful, joyful, and peaceful as you've implemented some of the lessons of this prayer into your life. At the very least, I hope you remember, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Be one of God's instruments of peace in this world. Imagine if all Christians around the world would take this seriously, this prayer to be God's instrument of peace, how the world might be different. Although St. Francis didn't actually write this prayer, it has many of his hallmark phrases and intentions in it. 
It's about bringing peace, joy, and love to those struggling with hatred, despair, and doubt. Francis wrote in his Rule of 1223, they should not be quarrelsome or take part in disputes with words or criticize others, but they should be gentle, peaceful, and unassuming, courteous and humble, speaking respectfully to everyone. Whatever house they enter, they should first say, peace to this house. Francis was alive during the Crusades. Remember the Crusades when Christians waged war against Muslims and killed hundreds of thousands of them? It was 200 years of battles, initially to gain control of holy sites, but became a war of Christianity over Islam. Apparently, Francis was so committed to peace and nonviolence that he went to Egypt in search of the leader of the Muslim forces called the Sultan. Once they met, St. Francis had a peaceful dialogue with the Sultan. A spirit of understanding, respect, and forgiveness dominated their conversation. Francis didn't bring an end to the Crusades, but clearly he was on the side of peace and not, let's kill everyone on the other side. The peace prayer was first recorded in 1912, but rose to popularity during World War II when it was translated into several languages. Again, in the midst of a brutal war fought on their land, soldiers were praying for peace, or at least that's how I imagine it. Would a Francis-type figure have met with Hitler or Mussolini to share in a peaceful dialogue of understanding, respect, and forgiveness? I know that diplomacy was attempted. So here we are now, over 100 years after the prayer was written, 80 years since World War II. What's going on in our world, our lives now? How could this prayer help us in our world now? Global warming, global pandemic, deep political factions that are turning neighbor against neighbor, the terrible twos, teenagehood, midlife crisis, the struggle of going back to work after working successfully from home, kids going back to school with masks or without. I feel like I sound like that Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. It says, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. No, we didn't light it, but we're trying to fight it. Do we need peace? Do you want peace? Peace for our earth, peace for our country, peace for our bodies, peace for our minds, peace for our spirits. Bring peace, right? Our scripture today is one of my favorite passages in the Old Testament. I love its theatrics. Ezekiel is on a battlefield of bones, thousands of bones. The scripture doesn't talk about scavenger birds there because anything that could have eaten, could have been eaten, is long gone. These are dried bones. These are thousands of bones that are all around him. And Ezekiel says, so I prophesied as I've been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling of bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and the skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath 
prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon the slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Yes! Dry bones, dead bones, tired, defeated bones of the Israelites, the Israelites who had fought the several battles in several battles and lost them all. Many had died. Many were exiled to live in a new land, cut off from all they knew, mourning the loss of loved ones, of their homeland, of their freedom. Sound familiar? Although we may not have lost a military battle, some of us have lost loved ones, homes, freedom to travel, freedom to go to restaurants for those who love to eat, freedom to go to work or school, some of us have lost friendships or celebrating milestones or innocence in the midst of this pandemic. We hung in there for a year and we were elated to have our bones brought back together and for breath to be given so that we could go about our lives as we had before. But does it feel the same to you? Or is it odd to go back to the office or walk into a grocery store maskless or go to school or travel? It's a little odd for me. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Now with the Delta variant, maybe this is the other shoe, reminding us to protect ourselves and those around us. Maybe to remind us not to jump so quickly back into the before life Maybe if we didn't learn the lesson the first time around, we have a second chance to pause, take a breath, and be deliberate about how we move forward in ourselves in the after. The final line of the peace prayer is, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. I look at this line in two ways, the now, and the forever. The now is what do we need to let die in our lives so that we can be more fully connected to God and to this peace. The forever is what it means to die to sin and earthly death so that we can live eternally with God in heaven. There are so many unhealthy things in our lives that we can let go of, die to so that we can be more present in our relationship with God and others. For me, it could be binge watching so many shows and drinking the vats of Diet Coke that I do. For you, it could be working too much instead of spending time with your family or, or playing so many video games that you miss out on family and friends and other experiences. It could be alcohol or pills or, or dying to loneliness as you put yourself out there to meet new people and create meaningful connections. The other day, my dad said, sometimes I feel like dry bones. Sometimes I want God to breathe his breath into me. He said, one time I went to visit my parents' grave and I felt nothing. It wasn't them there. That feeling of nothing, on a bad day, that's how I feel.
Do you feel that way sometimes? Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born again as a Christian. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. We must be born of the Spirit. We die to the old ways of life and we're born again in the Spirit. As we talked about a few times during this series, we have to recommit our lives and ourselves to God each day, especially when we feel like dry bones. When we feel like dry bones, like the world has picked everything, every good thing from us, and we're left in a field. That God is ready each day to bring our bones together and to fill us with the Spirit. A few weeks ago, Rev. Mark talked about the word ruach. In Hebrew, it can mean three different things, breath, wind, and spirit. I believe that God puts all three meanings of the word into that valley of dry bones and raises an army of Israelites ready to return to the promised land. Each day we can pray this peace prayer and we can call for God to breathe new life into us. It is in dying that we are born to eternal life. When we actually die, we are born to eternal life. We are promised by Jesus on the cross that we will be with him in paradise. Okay, that was the thief on the cross next to him. I was just making sure you were paying attention. No, seriously, that thief, I think, is the everyman. He is us. We are promised eternal life. We have analogies in the Bible of what heaven is like, but the, it sounds awfully difficult to explain. What we do know is that when we commit to following Jesus, we've got a ticket to eternal life. We've got a room in the mansion. We have a seat at the table we're in. So what do we do until then? Hopefully, we have a lot of living left to do. The word revival literally means to live again. We're called to live again. Let this day be the day that if you feel like dry bones, you're called to revival. You have God's breath, God's spirit breathed into you. What do we do with this new life? Let's think about this holistically. We, the church, can do such good. Help someone in pain. Be with someone who is lonely. Feed someone who needs a meal. Okay, pull your toes in so I don't step on them. Advocate at a local or state level for health care, children's schooling, gun violence, end discriminatory practices against people of color in real estate, education, and policing. I love the question by the poet Mary Oliver. What is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Will you ask God each day to breathe God's spirit into you? Will you be an instrument of God's peace in your daily life? Will you use this revival to help others 
be revived as well. tuning in to this week's podcast. And if you'd like more information, go to www.gosaintandrew.com. See you next week.